0: Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of November, and it is episode number 685. I'm gonna go ahead and finish what we started on Monday, which was talking a little bit about the acrostic abide and what it means to abide with the Lord, no matter what situation you're facing. So if that's you and you're struggling to abide today, stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. So I have pre-recorded this podcast. I am in Little Rock, Arkansas right now with my husband, and I will be recording an interview with my friend Dennis Rainey over at Family Life today. We certainly appreciate your prayers for that interview, and I will let you know as soon as it airs. From there, we are going to be flying to Boston, and I'm going to be speaking for a women's event this weekend. So we certainly appreciate your prayers. This is the end of my very busy speaking season. I've got a few weeks home with my family, and we're just going to snuggle in and get ready for Christmas and Thanksgiving and all things family related. It is the most wonderful time of the year. A couple of things that are coming up: wanted to let you know, next week on the podcast, we'll be addressing your questions again at Mailbox Monday. If you'd like to submit a question, we'd love to hear from you. Or you've got a comment, uh, please do that. You can uh, email me anytime. Podcast at the Busy Mom. Dot com. Also, we love it when you leave reviews for this podcast. It's an encouragement to us and also it helps people know when they come and they're looking for a podcast, they can read your comments and see your rating and go, hey, maybe this is something I want to listen to. So we appreciate you doing that. Next week on the podcast, Kirk Cameron will be my guest. We're going to be talking a little bit about the culture and how one person can make a difference, and hear Kirk's heart. Uh, he went, obviously, many of you watched him on television like I did when you were growing up, and he has grown into quite an incredible leader in the Christian community. I'm looking forward to having him on. He'll be on uh, next Friday with me. And then this Friday, my friend Trisha Goyer is gonna come on the podcast, and we're gonna be talking a little bit about calming angry kids. Uh, we're taking some of the messages out of my new book, Prayers for the Battlefield and Becoming mom strong and and blending them with the message of her new book Calming Angry Kids so you guys are not going to want to miss want to miss that one that one will air uh this Friday the 9th of November. All right, so today I'm going to go ahead and finish. So this last Monday we were talking about what it means to abide and you heard me talk about the story of our family learning over these many years to abide and I want to say something about that because I think it's easy for as to sort of think that, oh, you know, we're gonna figure this out one day. We're just gonna have it all down and uh, God's gonna uh, take us through a trial and it's gonna click with us and we're gonna go, oh, we didn't trust the Lord. I think, having walked with the Lord for a long time, that the Lord is constantly growing us and constantly changing the trajectory of what it is that he's asked us to do. And that requires a yielding at every point along the way. I don't know that we ever really arrive. I was talking to my mom in love a couple of weeks ago about this, and I many of you heard me say this before. She encourages me, as does my own mom, because I realize that at 74, 75 years old, they are still growing. They are still learning more about the Lord and more about themselves, and I don't think we ever are done growing. So even though we talk about abiding, I don't want you to think that you just arrive and all of a sudden you just, you you know, you got this. It doesn't work that way. God is always in the process of making us more like his son. That's called sanctification. God makes us more like his son. And so last Monday, we talked about the first three letters of the word abide. And if you haven't listened to that, you can go back and listen to it. But the first one, A, in the word abide was adjust your perspective. And as you're adjusting your perspective, you take on the Lord's perspective and you begin to look for God's fingerprints. I talked a little bit about our our motorhome trip, one of the many that we have taken over the years, uh, I I didn't talk about the time that our transmission quit in Doctor Dobson's parking lot. That, that was pretty embarrassing, but I guess that could be for another time. And then uh, the next letter was B in the word abide, and that was believe that God is at work. So no matter what you're facing, one of the things that sets a mature Christian apart from an immature Christian is that even when we struggle. We know that we know that we know that God is at work. Romans eight twenty eight says that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. That's God's heart for you. So even if you're like me and you, you grew up in a home that was less than amazing, or you were uh, in in an abusive marriage, or you've encountered incredible financial difficulty, every single one of you listening to this has a story, right? We all have a story to tell, something that God is doing in our lives so often is through suffering and through learning to trust him no matter what. So that was the B in the word abide, believe that God is at work and then yield to it. we, We lay it down and we yield to to god's uh to God's will, so i'm going to come back a little bit because at Momstrong International, right now we are studying uh job and we we asked the question, Why me? Why would God allow something into my life that has caused me pain or has allowed suffering into my life? Well, Job had this question. And he asked it of the Lord. And over and over again, we see these kinds of stories play out in the word of God. So we're gonna come back to that because I wanna just touch on the study at MomStrong International that's happening uh, today. So then the I, remember, was inquire of the Lord. So we don't wanna make a decision without saying, Father, what do you want me to do? And then we act with courage. We inquire and then we act. Father, show us what you want us to do. And the minute you know what he wants you to do, boom, you do it. That's called obedience. It's called Obedience, and then the next letter in the word "abide" is D, and this is where we're going to pick it up today, uh, is to determine to use God's weapons. So I think often our temptation, right, is to use a carnal weapon. And men and women, you can't fight a spiritual battle using a carnal weapon. Paul said that the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. The weapons that we fight with have divine power to destroy strongholds. And God is saying to us, uh, fight like you belong to me. My kids used to say, fight like a girl, right? In this case, I wanna encourage you, fight like a child of God. If you're a child of God, we don't use carnal weapons, we use God's weapons, and your primary weapon is prayer and worship. What are the people who follow you seeing? Are they seeing that you're a warrior? What are your children seeing, the people that follow you on social media? Are they seeing you struggle and use the weapons of God's word or the weapons of spiritual warfare? Or do they see you struggle and kind of shrink back and begin to use the weapons of a carnal carnal person, a person who's not walking with the Lord or filled with the spirit? Praise has got to be the primary weapon in your arsenal. Second to none is the power of praise. Remember, I was talking about this on Monday that I watched my sister when Bobby was in the hospital and they said, he's never gonna wake up. He's gonna be a quadriplegic. And we began to see, not instantly, but we began to see in my sister and in all of my sisters and in all of my family as we turned our panic into praise and our worry into worship, God began to move. The heavens began to move. God is moved by your praise, men and women. I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but I love the Imperials. Grew up listening to contemporary Christian music on my radio. And there was a song that the Imperials wrote in the 80s called Praise the Lord. So I, I, I don't know if Russ Taff wrote this song or not. And I'm, I might slaughter the lyrics. I don't have it up on my computer in front of me. But the chorus of the song, and I remember it so well because as a young girl, I was struggling with so many things, struggling to, to find my identity. Uh, living in a home that was fraught with strife and difficulty and i would listen to this music and it would it would it would fill my spirit up and it would change my perspective and the chorus of praise the lord goes like this now satan is a liar and he wants you to believe that you're a pauper When he knows himself, your children of the king, so lift up the mighty shield of faith for the battle must be won. We know that Jesus Christ is risen, so the work's already done. Praise the Lord. He can work with those who praise him. Praise the Lord, for our God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord, for the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you that they drop powerless behind you. When you praise him. when you praise him, I want to encourage you no matter what you're facing today, turn your worry into worship. I remember Jay and I uh, during the and our whole family actually during the 2016 election actually we did it during uh, this election too. We pray over our fam over our nation every day our family does. We pray for our president. We pray for people in leadership. The Bible is so clear. This is why I talk about politics on my podcast. The Bible is so clear that when wicked people are in power, the people of that nation will suffer. And we should be praying that godly men and women would be placed in seats of authority in this nation. And I remember in 2016, we were so worried, so so many things, not the least of which was the current president, uh, who at the time was Barack Obama, issuing uh, moral mandates that he had no right or authority to do and they were affecting our schools and affecting our students and we began to pray father you see the trouble that we're in you see the dire situation that we're in we were began to repeat prayers from the old testament and even though we weren't really thrilled about the presidential candidates in 2016 if i'm just honest that's just how it is we knew that god was hearing the prayers of his people. The Bible says that, Lord, that, that men, and women, men and women plan our steps, but the Lord directs them. We make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And so as soon as we, we, we kind of came to the end of ourselves, we're like, Lord, we're in a mess. We need your help. We continue to pray that. We continue to say, Lord, bring revival. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. Help us, Father. We're in trouble. We've allowed our nation to bend to the will of evil men and women. We allowed abortion to happen in this nation. We did that, that happened on our watch. And yet we know that God's the healer and we know that he is the reconciler. He reconciles us to himself and he loves us. And we begin to worship the Lord. And instead of using carnal weapons, we realize, oh my goodness, my primary weapon is praise. I can praise the Lord in this situation. I can pray about this absolutely power in your prayers. So turn your worry into worship. And then the last uh, letter is E for enjoy the journey. Listen, joy is not dependent on our circumstances. Aren't you glad? Joy is not dependent on our circumstances. Joy is the unmistakable sign of the presence of God. That's what it is. And we're learning all month this month for the month of November at Mom Strong International. It's not too late to join us. We're studying how to find blessing on the battlefield because God has a blessing for you. He has joy first in the peace that He gives you in your heart. And secondly, His joy comes through uh, yield, uh, yielding fruit in your relationships with your children, in your relationship with, uh, between you as a husband and a wife. God wants to fill you with joy, He is the giver. Of joy, joy is not dependent on our circumstances. I think sometimes this is what we're studying today. Actually, if you're doing the scripture writing challenge with me, uh, today we're in Job chapter 38, and so I thought, well, you know, I'll read a little bit from the scripture writing challenge over at MomStrong International, uh, and it's been really a theme of my life as I've done written the the women's conference that I'll be doing around the country this year. I'm going to be uh, talking specifically on the theme. Miracle worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus, talking to you about what it looks like to walk in victory. God has victory for you. You're his children. He loves you. And he had victory for Job too. It's such a fascinating study because Job did what we did, which was to say, Lord, why me? Why me? So, he's, so Job's had pretty much everything go wrong that could go wrong, everything taken away from him, which God gave permission to have happen. And in verse uh, in, in chapter 38 of Job, God's gonna begin to answer Job. And instead of answering Job's questions directly, what God does is he asks him a series of questions which no one, no human being at least could answer. And Job responds by recognizing that God's ways are best. That's what God wants you to do. This is part of learning to abide. No matter where you are, in your walk with the Lord, no matter what's happening to you in your life or around you or the circumstances that you can't change during difficult times, we need to learn to humbly remember that our position before an eternal, holy, incomprehensible God is to yield to his standard of justice. This can be difficult. But God is our creator. He gets to make the rules. We've talked about this a lot over at the podcast, right? He uses his power according to his own moral perfection and his own moral standard. And then whatever he does in light of that is fair, even if we don't understand it. Our response to suffering and to struggle is to appeal directly to the Lord. Listen to this from Job chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must ask to answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb and as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness? For I locked it behind barred gates limiting its shores. I said, this far and no farther will you come. Here, your proud waves must stop. So here's God talking to Job, who's been uh, the the recipient really of all, all manner of trouble. His family has died. He's lost his money. He's lost his influence. People are making fun of him. They're questioning whether or not he's uh he follows God or knows God because he's in this terrible situation. And God, out of a whirlwind, speaks to him. And he didn't answer. You guys notice this? He didn't answer any of Job's questions because they weren't at the heart of the issue. Instead, God was using Job's ignorance of the earth's natural order to reveal his ignorance of God's moral order. He's basically saying, dude, you weren't there. You are not God. You do not understand. You can't possibly understand my mind or my character. And men and women, there isn't a standard that's higher than the standard that God uses Himself to judge. God is the standard. And because God is the standard and we are his creation over and over, right? We are, we are his, we're the sheep of his pasture. The sheep in your pasture don't get to determine where you take them to graze. They go where you tell them to go. And we are God's sheep. And so in light of that, the only option that we have as God's children is to submit to his authority and rest in his care. That's what it means to abide, to submit to his authority and rest in his care, to understand that God is always, ever, only good, that his heart is for you, and he wants you to grow. Not only to know him better, but he wants you to grow in influence. He wants you to grow in blessing. This is the heart of God for you. If you want to study this more with me, and I hope that you will, join me over at Momstrong International. $2 a week and you're gonna get a beautiful Bible study that you can download and study with your kids or with a, with a Bible study group in your area. The whole point of Strong International is to turn the hearts of this generation of mothers and grandmothers back to the word of God so that you can train your children to walk in right relationship with him. God has an incredible, passionate love for you. He loves you. I remember my friend telling me so long ago, if God had a refrigerator, Heidi, you're a picture of, would be on it, and that's how he feels about you. He wants you to abide in him. So remember the word abide. We've been talking about it for the last two days at the podcast. A is adjust your perspective and begin to look for God's fingerprints. B, believe that God is at work and then yield to his will. I, inquire of the Lord. That means you pray about everything. And then after you've inquired of the Lord and he shows you what to do, you act on it. That's obedience, right? D, Determined to use God's weapons, not the weapons of this world. Right? Worship is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. We use the weapons of spiritual warfare. And then finally, e enjoy the journey. That's the key to abiding. We enjoy, uh, not in, like you. I'm not saying enjoy suffering, but I'm saying you can still find joy in that place because joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Joy is the unmistakable sign of the presence of God. Uh, I'm gonna come back on Friday with my friend, Trisha Goyer. I love Trisha. We have known each other for a long time. She has a brand new book out called Calming Angry Kids. And we're taking a little bit from my book, Prayers for the Battlefield, talking to the heart of the parent who is totally overwhelmed and completely frustrated. And as a result, you're angry, your kids are angry. Uh, What can we do as uh, as parents to understand the heart of our children and walk in such a way that our children see that we are depending on, On the Lord. So, if that's going to be an encouragement to you, and I know it will be, uh, come back on Friday and I will be interviewing my friend Trisha Goyer. In the meantime, I just want to encourage you uh, if you haven't picked up Becoming Mom Strong or the Becoming Mom Strong Bible Study or Prayers of the Battlefield or checked out what we're doing over at Mom Strong International, our goal is to hit 10,000 members there by the end of the year. Uh, You start by just joining the scripture writing community, which is free. You gotta sign up for an account there. But then we have copy work for your children. Something I wanna ask you about really quickly, we've had a lot of you ask for this and we're considering uh, doing the scripture writing challenge in Spanish. If that would be interesting to you, you can let us know over at the forums. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Just register for an account there and then you can leave a post at the forums. Our staff is routinely looking at that and that will kind of help us know what we wanna do with Song International, particularly where the scripture writing challenge uh, is concerned. I hope you're enjoying the scripture writing challenge. We're gonna work through several passages in Job as we talk about suffering, and then we're gonna turn our attention to the book of First Peter as we learn what it means to grow in the midst of suffering. You guys, God's heart is for you. He has good things for you. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening and for leaving a review for this podcast. We really appreciate it. I'll see you back here with my friend, Trista Goyer, on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.